This is Law of Attraction Explored. I'm Tim Grimes. If you'd like a free guide that explains the hidden link between relaxation and the Law of Attraction, or if you want more information about my books or my coaching, you can visit RadicalCounselor.com. Enjoy the episode. So today I thought we could bring back in H. Emily Cady because she's always a great teacher to turn to when it comes to the Law of Attraction. Specifically, if we want to look at these principles through kind of a spiritual or mystical lens, you could say. You know, Kuei is probably the best teacher if we want to look at this stuff from simply a practical psychological angle. And Maxwell Malt is right up there in that regard as well. But if we want to look at these principles from a more mystical, deeply spiritual angle, There are many great Law of Attraction teachers because the language tends to be spiritual. And perhaps my favorite of all of them is H. Emily Cady. And so what I thought I would do today is actually read a longer excerpt than I usually do. And I think you'll find it relevant. I'm not going to really give much of an introduction or explanation of what I'm reading. And... At the same time, if you've listened to this show, and especially if you've listened to, you know, recent episodes, like the last 10 episodes, I think it's really going to pertain to some of the content we've recently discussed. So the essay I'm going to read from is called Spiritual Gifts. Spiritual Gifts. And again, this is, uh, you know, over 100 years old. And even though it's old, everything that Katie writes in this essay is relevant just as much today as it was a hundred years ago. And uh, it's very deep and it's mystical. So I think that you will enjoy it. And without further ado, here is an excerpt from Spiritual Gifts by H. Emily Cady. Why should we fear to wait upon God with a perfect willingness that the Holy Spirit manifest itself through us as it will, knowing that whatever the manifestation it will be good, all good to us and to those around us. Oh, for more men to have the courage to abandon themselves utterly to infinite will, men who dare let go every human being for guidance, and seeking the Christ within themselves, let the manifestation be what he wills. Such courage might possibly mean, and probably would mean at first, a seeming failure, a going down from some apparent success that had been in the past. But the going down would only mean a mighty coming up, a most glorious resurrection of God into visibility through you in his own chosen way, right here and now. The failure for the time would only mean a grand, glorious success a little later on. Do not fear failure, but call failure good, for it really is. Did not Jesus stand as an utter failure to all appearances? When he stood dumb before Pilate, all his cherished principles come to naught, unable, yes, I say it, unable, or else not tempted in all points as we are, to deliver himself, or to quote-unquote demonstrate, over the agonizing circumstances of his position. But had he not quote-unquote failed right at that point, there never would have been the infinitely greater demonstration of the resurrection a little later on. Unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. John 12, 24. 
If you have clung to one spiritual gift because you were taught that, and you begin to fail, believe me, it is only the seeming death, the seeming disappearance of one gift, in order that out of it may spring many new gifts, brighter, higher, fuller ones, because they are the ones that God has chosen for you. Your greatest work will be done in your own God-appointed channel. If you will let Spirit possess you wholly, if you will have the highest will done in you and through you continually, you will be quickly moved by it out of your present limitations, which a half-success always indicates, into a manifestation as much fuller and more perfect and beautiful as is the new grain than the old seed, which had to fall into the ground and die. Old ways must die. Failure is only the death of the old, that there may be the hundredfold following. If there comes to you a time when you do not demonstrate over sickness as you did at first, do not think that you need lean on others entirely. It is beautiful and good for another to quote-unquote heal you bodily by calling forth universal life through you. But right here, there is something higher and better for you. Spirit, the Holy Spirit, which is God in movement, wants to teach you something, to open a bigger, brighter way to you. This apparent failure is his call to you to arrest your attention and turn you to him. Agree with God and be at peace. In this way, good will come to you. Job 22.21 Turn to the divine presence within yourself. Seek him. Be still before him. Wait upon God quietly, earnestly, but constantly and trustingly, for days, aye, weeks if need be. Let him work in you and sooner or later you will spring up into a resurrected life of newness and power that you never before dreamed of. When these transition periods come, in which God would lead us higher, should we get frightened or discouraged, we only miss the lesson that he would teach and so postpone the day of receiving our own fullest, highest gift. In our ignorance and fear, we are thus handing on to the old grain of wheat that we can see not daring to let it go into the ground of failure and die or fail, lest there be no resurrection, no newness of life, nothing bigger and grander to come out of it. Oh, do not let us longer fear our God, who is all good and who longs only to make each one a giant instead of an ant. What we all need to do above everything else is to cultivate the acquaintance or consciousness of spirit within ourselves. We must take our attention off results and seek to live the life. Results will be given to, Matthew 6.33, us in greater measure when we turn our thoughts less to the quote-unquote works and more to embodying the indwelling Christ in our entire being. We have come to a time when there must be less talking about truth, less treating and being treated merely for the purpose of being delivered from some evil result of raw living. There must be more living of truth in teaching others to do so. There must be more incorporating of truth in our very flesh and bone. How are you to do this? I am the way and the truth and the life. John 14.6 says the Christ at the center of your being. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit because apart from me you can do nothing. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. John 15.5.7 I do assure you, as do all teachers, that you can bring good things of whatever kind you desire into your life by holding to them as yours in the invisible until they become manifest. But, beloved, 
Do you not see that your highest, your first, I, your continual thought should be to seek the abiding in him, to seek the knowing as a living reality, not as a fine-spun theory that he abides in you? After that, ask what you will, be a power to heal, to cast out demons, or even the quote-unquote greater works, John fourteen twelve, and it will be done for you, John fifteen seven. There is one Spirit, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. But each of us was given grace according to the measure of Christ's gift, Ephesians 4, 6, 7, in us. For this reason, I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is within you. 2 Timothy 1, 6. Do not be afraid, for God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. 2 Timothy 1, 7. It is all one and the same spirit. To be the greatest success, you do not want my gift, nor do I want yours. Each wants his own, such as will fit his size and shape, his capacity and desires, such as not the human mind of us, but the highest in us shall choose. Seek to be filled with spirit, to have the reality of things incarnated in larger degree in your consciousness. Spirit will reveal to your understanding your own specific gift or the manner of God's desired manifestation through you. Let us not desert our own work, our own God within us, to gaze or pattern after our neighbor. Let us not seek to make his gift ours. Let us not criticize his failure to manifest any specific gift. Whenever he quote-unquote fails, give thanks to God that he is leading him into a higher place, where there can be a fuller and more complete manifestation of the divine presence through him. And, I beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Ephesians 4, 1-3